Welcome, welcome to Fashion Love Stories with Susanna Galanis. I'm a jewelry designer and New Yorker and I'm here to share with you my stories. Fashion, passion, love, history, ancient Greek and current, art, cinema, music, poetry, etc, etc. I have so many interests, cooking, traveling, so much, so much to share, so I can't wait. This podcast is sponsored to you by Susanna Galani Jewelry, Age of Gods. Please visit at www.susannagalanis.com. It's Susanna, my darlings, and uh, doing this story brought back many memories from my Versace days and um, glorious days and uh, Medusa-infused days. And uh, while I was working at Versace for eight years and while I was wearing uh, the beautiful Versace clothes with the Medusa buttons and the Medusa buckles and uh, other hardware and uh, designs in the clothing I had no idea that uh, the Medusa was that powerful I know she was powerful because uh, Mr. Versace had selected her for uh, the symbol uh, and the logo of the Versace house but I had no idea how deep and how vast and how powerful and how wise and how enriching her uh, stories and uh, I discovered so much depth and so many different facets into this story. And um, wow, wow, I believe Mr. Versace was a genius and uh, so were my ancient Greek ancestors for coming up with uh, mythological uh, stories like that for us to learn amazing, incredible lessons. Uh, and here I personally learned a lot of lessons and I'm sharing them with you in this podcast and uh, these lessons are for both men and women and um, there are many segments in this podcast so please make sure to listen until the end because um, there are so many twists and turns and so many facets to this diamond of the Medusa story my darlings Good morning, good morning, darlings. It's Susanna. It is Sunday morning in uh, New York City. I'm up and going like uh, usually. I'm an early riser, so I do most of my work uh, first thing in the morning because a lot of inspiration and energy is coming to me and uh, I can't help it. I have to express it. I have to take it out. This is part of uh, the artistic process. I don't know how other artists feel, but this is how I feel when I have something to express, whether it's um, a design, a creation, an artistic uh, project, or even uh, this particular podcast, uh, I have to express something and it has to come out and it has to be said, and it is something that is unavoidable. So. This is what is happening to me this morning and I'm going with the flow. I'm not suppressing anything because 
uh, I don't want to do that. I just want to be authentic and I just want to be natural and um, <laughs> take out all this information from inside me and uh, share it with you. And uh, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this. And here we go. Today's uh, topic will be something that I spoke about it recently. It's the topic of the Medusa. And um, I started telling you recently in New York City, there was, uh, there is actually still going on, um, a sculpture of the Medusa, which is uh, an ancient, ancient Greek uh, uh, figure. And uh, I don't know if she was a goddess, she was a Gorgon. Okay. She was a monstrous uh, winged human female and she had uh, snakes, venomous snakes in place of the hair and she was one of the three sisters, they were all the same, very scary creatures and uh, when they would gaze at men they will uh, turn them into stone and um, they were described as very scary creatures uh, and there is the medusa also that uh, is part of the versace logo <laughs> so she's very famous but um, there is a negative uh, uh, description to her character and very very scary and um, it's complicated so they're faces different facets to this story and I'm going to uh, bring all these different faces and whatever comes to me regarding this particular multifaceted uh, story and let's see if we can uh, have a diamond out of this something very enlightening and sa something very beneficial from this story because after all whatever the ancient Greeks did uh, there, there was a story behind it there was a reason behind it and there was something for us to learn and uh, to contemplate and to go within and uh, reach our own conclusions and philosophize life because uh, life is still going on and it's the same the same issues the same situations and uh, our existence is still going on in the same manner as as it was going in antiquity so i derailed a little bit i started telling you about this uh, uh, current uh, statue that is here in New York City with a figure of the Medusa so it is uh, it was created about 10 years ago uh, um, from an Argentine uh, Italian uh, sculptor Argentine Italian sculptor Luciano Garbati and he created the sculpture that is currently in uh, the New York um, area downtown uh, across from the criminal court it's facing the criminal court and um, it was placed there by the New York City's park arc, uh, parks art in the park program and it's going to be there until April 30th 2021 so there is a uh, statue of Medusa but uh, this one is a little bit different than the original statue uh, that um, there is an original statue that is very famous uh, Cellini's by Cellini the 
the Florentine uh, sculptor Cellini that uh, was made in, uh, in the 1500s, I think 1545, um, and he was portraying the original myth of the Medusa. So, and I will tell you what what this is all about, what is the myth of the Medusa, but uh, what is happening currently is the opposite. Uh, the myth has been switched by the current... Uh, Argentine-Italian sculptor Garbati. So there is a kind of a twist to this story and um, everything happens for a reason, is for us to contemplate and analyze uh, situations and current events and learn some, something from it and derive some conclusions and um, deal with life and art is here to inspire us and to make us uh, grow grow and evolve so I'm going to start by telling you the story of the Medusa a little bit in ancient Greece and uh, get back to the current story and uh, throw some of my own conclusions after I contemplate um, and I will be contemplating more and more so I'm sure I will present I will be presenting you different facets to this story, different thoughts, and um, maybe at the end try, try to, to put everything together in all these facets and uh, create a diamond of a story, like uh, I usually do. Okay, so Medusa, she was this uh, ugly, scary um, entity and there are a couple of stories. One story was uh, that she was one of the three sisters and uh, she was created like that and she was a scary, scary as a form of uh, defense, I would suppose. Uh, uh, a defense from a certain, for a certain situation and she was created as, as a weapon and that was one story there, there was another story where the god poseidon um, and medusa had sex in athena's temple and athena punished her for violation and she turned her into the monstrous stony glance creature and uh, that she's known for so those who gazed her into to her eyes would turn into stone this is according to one of the myths uh, by a poet of it. It's called Metamorphosis. That was his story. There are so many different uh, stories around a specific topic, uh, different uh, myths. So we have to take all of them and see if we can make some kind of final myth of our own conclusion. So. Yes, there's, according to this uh, myth, uh, she was punished by Athena. So, was uh, Medusa raped? She was forced? She, she had sex because she, she, she wanted to have sex? We don't really know about that. Um, but in initially, um, she was a beautiful woman, according to this myth, and she was turned into... She was cursed by Athena. 
so she became this monster so according to the myths and the legends Perseus who was a hero a Greek hero back in the day he beheaded her and therefore he used the head uh, which still retained its ability to turn onlookers into stone it, he used it as a weapon and then eventually he gave it back to the goddess Athena who who, who initially she she created the Medusa according to this myth he gave it back to her as a gift and she placed it on her shield so in classical antiquity the image of the head of Medusa appears uh, on on Athena's uh, shield goddess Athena as uh, a way of uh, as a symbol of uh, uh, evil averting device okay so she eventually they say according to this myth that uh, eventually Medusa was uh, she, she became uh, a priestess to Athena Athena's temple and uh, she was she was risen uh, with uh, fresh hair and back uh, to the beauty that she was initially by Athena so there is there is this um, twist and turn about this thing so this this myth uh, so she was beautiful she was cursed because of having sex with Poseidon and we don't know the circumstances of that uh, union and then uh, Perseus beheaded her he used her head as a device to 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 um, avert evil and she stoned she she used her her head he used her head as as a device uh, to 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 avert any any anything that any dangers and then he gifted that to Athena and Athena used that as a device as well on her shield so she was a protectress and uh, she used uh, the image of uh, Medusa to avert evil and eventually Medusa she became a priestess and uh, Athena turned her back to the original she she has risen again to the beauty that she was initially so going back to the contemporary version of the Luciano Garbati statue that uh, is uh, here in New York City Medusa now is uh, has been switched her role is uh, now she took the role of Perseus and she has beheaded him okay so she's standing tall and um, strong and uh, still with the same head though of the snake and the scary creature depiction of her and she's holding the head of Perseus this is now this is now the new myth according to the Luciano Garbati's version and um, I spoke about it before that he's portraying Medusa still 
as a scary figure and although this figure is supposed to be very powerful, empowering to contemporary women of the Me Too movement, the, the women that were sexually abused by, by, by men and uh, in this case the Medusa is, stay, is staying across the street from the criminal court where Harvey Weinstein st uh, stood trial and he was convicted for um, uh, raping uh, women and uh, he's, he's, he's the face of, uh, of uh, ab sex abusers in, in today's society. So she's standing across from the court strong and powerful and she's holding now the head of Perseus I don't like the idea of women being so scary I understand there is an element of pain and suffering and anger um, that the women that they were sexually abused they bear this I understand that, I understand that, but there has to be some kind of another way of dealing with that. Yes, there is anger, but eventually there has to be some kind of a beauty in these women, the women of today. They cannot be portrayed as ugly, scary creatures. It can be a, a transitional stage. This is how I see it. Yes, after the anger, women have to be rebirthed back to the original beautiful state. Similar to the priestesses that uh, in Athena's temple and uh, to become beautiful again. Because this is the nature of women. This is how I feel it. I feel this uh, story should evolve because I cannot uh, see women looking like that. I'm a woman and I don't identify with that. I feel women should be the goddesses that, that they were supposed to be and uh, they use their feminine power to, to be the women and they're essential in uh, today's uh, actually not in today's very essential in this existence anyway to have that feminine power because uh, this is how the creator created us the positive the, the 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 male and the female energies and they're both essential in the wholeness uh, of this uh, world and this energy and this existence so this is how I feel about it and I'm going to end here I will come out with more stories and more um, facets of this uh, myth but basically um, this is what my point my point is women can uh, go through the different phases and yes they can be rightfully angry if they were abused but at the end they cannot stay like that they cannot stay like that they cannot allow the anger to 
to consume them and destroy them because now they're turning into stone they're, they're uh, medusa-dizing themselves okay so medusa was turning men into stone and that entity that existence of the medusa it was a scary situation and it was very destructive there was destruction around medusa so by women becoming a medusa likes under um you know forced by the fear and the anger cannot cannot allow to be in this state forever because this is a very destructive state we cannot hold fear and anger for a long time we have to deal with that and we have to 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 eventually become after we we deal with that stage we have to somehow work it and and delete it from our existence because it's healthy to be that way because we cannot be in an unhealthy fear and scary state for the rest of our existence okay because this is this is not how we were we were made by the gods and and and, and the main god the main creator we are made we were made we were created to be beautiful beautiful and beauty is power it's not it's not um it's very beneficial to seek for the beauty and to become beautiful it's very powering it's very uplifting very empowering existence and anything else any scary feelings um, or any ugliness it's it's destruction whether it's coming from the medusa from the medusa or whether the medusa is allowing all these destructive uh, feelings to destroy her um, and uh, this is how i see it so i'm going to end here i would like to hear how you are feeling about this it's complicated and it's deep but we have to contemplate and uh, think about look up in the stars and uh, ask why why is this story why is this happening how can this teach us to evolve and to become uh, to learn a lesson out of this painful story and how we can use this lesson to come out of this victorious after all yes medusa should be a victorious figure we have to be victorious to ourselves we have to be victorious to ourselves and stand up and high like the winged uh, victory of nike the beautiful uh, goddess nike where she stands up on a pedestal and being adored by men and feeling very beautiful and empowered and glorious as opposed to allowing all this negativity and hatred and toxicity to consume us that's not victory that is that is not victory that is not adoration that is toxicity and um, it should not be allowed into our existence it can be used as a tool to overcome certain situations and learn what to be and what not to be and what is serving us and what is not serving us 
Okay, but we also have to have faith because at the end, in this particular myth, the Medusa became the goddess again. She became the goddess and she became the most beautiful priestess uh, in the temple of goddess Athena. And this is the end of the story here. And this is how I would love to, to, for us to, to, to know Medusa, this golden, beautiful woman, uh, like in the um, symbol of the Versace house. Uh, and she's the goddess again, and she's full of light and glory, golden light. This is my Medusa. This is my interpretation of all this. Okay? So, yes, I would love to hear what your interpretation is and what you are thinking about this topic. And um, if you haven't thought about it, please take some time to think because as a woman, we have to really go in and, and realize what is going on and play with all these thoughts and uh, come out uh, with uh, a victorious version because after all, we are uh, modern day uh, winged uh, Nike goddesses. This is how I see. This is how I see us. Thank you for listening. So, my darlings, who is Perseus and uh, and how can we use this uh, mythical hero in today's uh, lives and situations that uh, we encounter and how he can be like a role or a muse uh, for for uh, for us to to look upon and and for men especially to look upon him and and get uh, ideas of how to be modern day heroes because Yes, we are beautiful goddesses, but we do need um, our heroes. Yes, we can save ourselves and help ourselves. That is very essential and we can do that, but we need our heroes as well to support us. And this is when we become the best versions of us. And in turn, we make them the best versions of them. Okay, so this is what a modern-day goddess does, a modern-day Medusa. So she doesn't scare men away, she doesn't terrify men, but uh, she attracts them and, and, and the whole encounter becomes uh, a beautiful, um, a beautiful uh, state to be in and um, it's called love, okay? modern-day love I suppose and this is when life becomes beautiful and and uh, delightful and mythical mythical and 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 in this uh, podcast uh, I'm here to, to talk about love stories because this is the glue that is holding us together and is holding the world together and Love is a tool that we use to evolve and to strengthen and, and to become um, better versions. All of us, men or women, it's not terror, it's love. It's not terror, it's love that we should be seeking and endorsing and uh, 
believing and uh, we should uh, not accept any terror for a long time because it's not it's not it's very toxic it's not helping us at all so I'm going to give you a little bit um, of the background of the story of Perseus and uh, again how he can inspire the man so the story of um, Perseus is um, how he killed Medusa it's a very thrilling one of the most thrilling Greek stories in the in the mythologies according to the legends and the myths uh, Perseus was born into a uh, to the god Zeus and the mortal woman Danae. So Zeus and Danae were his parents and he's a demigod with great strength and intelligent ingenuity. He became one of the greatest Greek heroes in the mythology and uh, his claim to fame was the beheading of the monstrous Medusa. So, like I said, uh, he was born uh, with uh, to Zeus and Medusa. Uh, I'm sorry, to Zeus and Danae. And Danae was a daughter of King uh, Acrisius. She was the daughter of King Acrisius. When Perseus was born, King Acrisius fear, feared that Perseus would grow up and kill him. So he cast Danae and Perseus into the sea inside the wooden chest. So this was the beginning of his uh, um, exciting, uh, <laughs> exciting life already. <laughs> Challenging life. So the chest came ashore in the island of Seriphos, where a fisherman found them and took them in. The fisherman was the brother of King Polydectes, who was a malicious king. Perseus eventually will grow into a strong man uh, with great power and intelligence. Okay, so King Polydectes had fallen in love with Perseus's mother, Danae. So Perseus wanted to protect his mother, and Polydectes knew that. Perseus would be the protector of her at all costs. So here we have already a, a, a signature uh, or a characteristic of Perseus that he was protecting women. Okay, he he started by protecting his mother at all costs. So, according to some uh, versions of the myth, because in Greek uh, mythology, like I mentioned before. There are so many different facets and different versions of the myth. So here we are. This uh, it's, uh, here we have a description. One particular myth uh, by Saint Polydectes. Uh, he was requiring everybody to bring him gifts. So, so, so one of the gifts that he requested from Perseus was to bring him the dangerous, uh, the dangerous head of the Medusa. Okay, so that was the gift that he was requesting from Perseus. So, now who was Medusa, according to this version of the myth? The, because, again, there were so many. 
So Medusa was a beautiful mortal woman and uh, with gorgeous long flowing hair. Some mythology, uh, mythological versions are saying that she was actually very vain with her hair. So very vain woman. And according to this version, she was a temptress among the gods and Poseidon has had impregnated her while uh, she was at the temple of Athena. Athena cursed the mortal Medusa with a hideous face and a snakes and snakes for hair. Here goes the vanity story that uh, she used her long flowing hair to seduce men, but uh, now uh, now Athena, the wisest god and the protector of women, she she turned her into a hideous creature with snakes for hair. So Medusa would be confined into a cave and anyone who made eye contact with her will be turned into stone. Okay. So Perseus, who was the son of Zeus, and he had a lot of help from the gods on his quest to find the Medusa and behead her and bring her head back to the king as a gift so he had a lot of help from the gods his father Hades the his father Zeus uh, the god Hades the god of the underworld that gave Perseus the a cup of invincibility the god Hermes the god of travel gave Perseus a, a pair of winged sandals for better travels for fast travels Athena the god of women gave Perseus a reflective bronze shield and Ephaestus, god of fire and the forge gave Perseus a sword so he had all these tools and being assisted by the gods he went on to find the Medusa and behead her now okay so um, he located her uh, and he entered the cave she was asleep inside her cave and he made sure not to wake her he took uh, the reflective bronze shield from Athena and held it up to use it as a mirror to locate Medusa. So walking backwards towards Medusa, Perseus continues to hold the shield up in the air and keep a clear view of the Medusa and he made sure that he only uh, looked at the Medusa in the shield. He crept closer to Medusa and using the sword by Ephesus, um, he beheaded the monster. Now Medusa was pregnant at that time uh, with, uh, with the Pegasus, the winged horse and Chrysor. I don't know who Chrysor is but I'm going to find out and come back come back to and tell you so he had she was uh, she gave birth to two, to to these two to to these two creatures and uh, they were Poseidon's children one of them was Pegasus so after he slayed the Medusa Perseus went back home he returned home for the gift to the king but on his way back 
On his way back, Perseus came upon Andromeda, a beautiful woman embedded into a rock on a shore. Uh, according to the myths, uh, a creature, a sea monster named Cetus, um, he was supposed to eat Andromeda. Perseus slew the monster and rescued Andromeda from the rock. So here again, he comes across as a, a, as a rescuer for women, this uh, beautiful uh, uh, Greek uh, warrior and hero, hero. So he decided to marry Andromeda. But she was already promised to marry another man, Pineas. So he attempted Pineas to fight Perseus, but Perseus used the head of the Medusa and turned Pineas into stone, so that head still had the powers of the Medusa, okay? So according to the myths, uh, the danger uh, and, the, and the fear is all in the head, okay, in our head. This is another facet of this story that uh, we have to use our heads to conquer all of this because if we are allowed to live in our heads, it may not be a good idea. So Perseus and Andromeda return uh, to see the king uh, Polydectes. And uh, and again, Perseus, in uh, trying to 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 protect his mother and free her for the from the Polydectes uh, uh, reign on her because he enslaved her. He used uh, Perseus used the head of the Medusa, and he again turned Polydectes into stone. So Medusa had this power to turn men into stone so there's uh, the story of uh, this is the Perseus and the Medusa story and it's supposed to be teaching us a lot of lessons life lessons so he's a survivor to begin with uh, Perseus because he survived the wooden chest story and um, you know, he survived the rough, the rough seas and he was praying to Poseidon for the seas to be calm. So, yes, prayer and, and faith helps us to, to survive all the rough seas of our lives. So that's one lesson. So once he landed on the land of Seriphos, Perseus grew at his younger age into a strong man with noble character and great intelligence so um, as the mean and dangerous king Polydectes ordered um, him with a near impossible task to bring the head of the Medusa and Perseus decided to take all these dangers and dedicated himself to fulfill the demand to, of saving his mother, the original, the number one woman in his life. So he was a protector of women all along. And he uh, faced a lot of dangers to do that. So he beheaded the Medusa 
and he he was very strong and courageous and intelligent to help him to succeed into that and um, he received the 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 help from the gods in this case also the god Zeus his father so he was asking for help so he he did not do it on his own so he had he had the help of the gods to to create his courage and his strength and his intelligence so he helped um, his mother and he helped Andromeda his wife but he had the help of the gods so one helps another so his courage strength and intelligence was also the reason that Perseus saved Andromeda from the Cetus uh, creature and he returned home with her slain both Pineas and Polydectes with the head of Medusa by turning them into stone so he had to have a lot of he had to have a lot of courage and strength and intelligence and this goes back again into the gods that gave him a lot of these uh, weapons and strengths so the, at the end of the day, the story of Perseus and Medusa is a story of perseverance, bravery, and dignity. Perseus personifies the length one would go in, in order to save the ones they love. Okay, So he loved his mother so much and eventually his wife. And he went through a lot of... Uh, brave and dignified actions and uh, he persevered so he shows the authenticity of his character when he sh he rescues the helpless Andromeda from the sea creature Cetus and uh, her attachment to the rock okay she was not a rock anymore he rescued he rescued his wife Andromeda by being brave and courageous, Perseus is shown to be beheading under Medusa and he's defeating all the dangerous characters such as Pineas and Polydectes. So courage, my darlings, courage and perseverance and dignity. These are some of uh, the strengths and characteristics of Perseus. So we have to ask upon Perseus to come and support us and uh, Perseus should be personified in all the modern day heroes, the modern day men of our culture and our society. He should be representing them. We need them as heroes, we need them as help, we need them as support, we need them as protectors because after all men are stronger than us and they should be here to help us and they should not be terrified by us they should love us and adore us and help us and love us this is what men should be doing they should be protecting us and they should have the courage to do so and they should have the perseverance and the bravery and the dignity they should treat us like the modern-day goddesses that we are. They should put us on a pedestal and they should love us. And this is how women will be rescued by men and they should not, they will not have any more that fear and that uh, anger and that um, vulnerability that the men are going to 
harm us, like in the case of the rapist, you know, that was recently uh, tried for crimes again w- against women. They should not be like that. They should uh, use their own muses, uh, such as the muse of Perseus, to get um, strengthened and to get uh, dignified and to get brave because that's how real men should be. And they should help us and they they should support us and they should free us from the coldness and the and the fear and and the dangers of this world uh, and this is how I feel modern men should be slain the myth of the Medusa like uh, Perseus slayed that myth Med- uh, that women are beautiful and um, goddesses and they're not fearful creatures because Perseus already killed that image Okay, the image of the scary creature of the Medusa no longer lives because somebody took care of that. Medusa was killed. End of story. Okay, so women should not be afraid anymore. They should not be Medusa-like. Medusa does not exist anymore. Only the goddess, the priestess, of the Athena temple exists according to the myths okay according to the Greek mythology I'm just repeating and giving you my own interpretation and the Greeks were the wisest uh, of the Western uh, world uh, civilians <laughs> and poets and philosophers so everything they did they analyzed it they contemplated they just didn't have stories with no meaning, no depth. Everything has depth. Everything is just a diamond. Every story is just a beautiful, clear, brilliant, multifaceted diamond. But at the end, it's a beautiful piece of light and enlightenment. End of story, my darlings. I'll be back soon. Enjoy this beautiful day. Well, not so fast, not so fast. It's not the end of the story yet because I'm still contemplating. I have more things to say about that because it's not the end. So I was telling you all along that, yes, idealized, all the men should be like this, all the women should be goddesses and they are goddesses and all the men should be the heroes and... uh, noble people in an ideal world that's my world i tend to idealize people in an ideal world everyone will be ideal people but it's not unfortunately in the world uh, in the past and the present there are always different versions of people different classes of people as far as behavior and as far as positive and negative energies so not all women are goddesses you know if you can ask some men you know not all women yes we would love to, to treat women like goddesses but um not all women are deserving you know they're not acting like 
like God says. And the same thing applies to, to the men. If you ask women, yes, you know, are all men your heroes and you have respect for them? Are they the ideal uh, men? Are they treating you perfectly in the most noble ways? No, there are rapists out there and there are predators and there are low vibrating men as well. So we cannot all assume that... Uh, men and women are ideal because they are not in both sexes but ideally speaking we have to use our heads now you know you remember head the medusa head okay i'm referring to the head symbolism we have to use our heads and uh, see and 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 decide which version of people is better for an ideal world is it the chaos and the darkness or is it the light and the ideal perfect existence now we have to use our heads both men and women okay so we have to use our heads and decide which way to look up or down strive to become better and more ideal or more noble more goddess or gods like or or try to be low vibrational people and uh create chaos and disaster so we have to decide we have to be smart about it use our heads I'm not gone yet I have a few more thoughts to share with you because these are essential to this story there are so many faces like I keep on saying uh, so many lessons in these stories and um, I have a couple of more facets to share with you and these are very important lessons to learn from this story one lesson is um, Perseus had a noble and dignified uh, intentions of saving his mother and he he was uh, he was helped by the gods Zeus Ephesus Hades Athena Hermes there was a lot of help given to him so one lesson is if we are fighters and we have a noble and dignified intention somebody of a higher uh, power will help us we will receive divine help very important lesson okay so on dignity and uh, noble character another uh, lesson is uh, yes we may be punished if we are not uh, uh, behaving uh, with dignity and uh, with noble intentions in the case uh, where Medusa was punished but then uh, the goddess Athena rewarded her by reinventing her rebirthing her into the beauty that she was to begin with so uh, when she became a priestess and she dedicated herself to Athena Athena rewarded her okay so there is uh, punishment and reward here another lesson to learn um, there is another lesson of uh, karma. I believe that uh, we don't have to be uh, punishing people uh, or, or angering people or turning people into stone. Uh, we don't have to go there. Yes, we may, have to, we may go through a phase, but uh, this is not how we should be because there is a law of karma, the divine law of karma. So whoever does anything negative, 
um, they will be uh, paying the price because of that particular law. So we don't have to worry about if somebody harmed us, uh, they will uh, be taken care of. Okay? That is justice, divine justice. Another point, another lesson, uh, very, very important for me, a uh, couple more points, is uh, to take every adversity and turn it around and make it into a, a weapon of uh, protection. In the case where uh, the Perseus took the head of the poisonous and dangerous Medusa and turned it around in this story and used that danger as a weapon to to eliminate enemies so he turned it around so this is where it's called in our days making a lemonade out of lemons that's the story here he used the adversity to his advantage and he turned it around with his uh, intelligence and he used it as a form of protecting himself and as a tool and the final thought that I have here is uh, we keep on uh, uh, hearing about the shield the shield of uh, Perseus that uh, the goddess Athena gave him as a, as a protection okay so he had a shield and also the goddess Athena had has a shield this is how she's been shown carrying a shield eventually she has placed the head of Medusa in front of the shield to just uh, uh, send away all evil evil energies and, and uh, enemies so it's the symbolism of the shield that is very important and us as women uh, we have to use that shield uh, in modern day uh, language we call we call these boundaries we have to make sure as smart intelligent women and men of course in today's society that we all use our shield uh, it's going to be a mental shield of protection of having of having very strong boundaries and intentions and uh, not allow anybody use our head uh, the medusa head you see where i'm going use the head to have the boundaries and use the wisdom of athena to protect ourselves using the shield and the boundaries to not allow any negative influences or any predators or even sexual predators to to come into our ex existence so boundaries are very very important here in this myth and um, it is as relevant today as it was uh, in antiquity where everybody had their shields so it's very very important uh, as a lesson to learn because i i personally have to use it a lot because um, it's just a, a divine tool that we should have using our heads and protecting ourselves with this invisible boundary so i hope uh, i hope uh, you learned there are so many different uh, 
facets here and uh, beautiful stories and layers in this story and uh, the whole uh, myth, uh, the Medusa myth at the end of the day, although she was a scary character, she's at the very end is turning to be uh, something that is very helpful for us to understand and to grow and grow. And this is the magic of uh, the ancient Greek mythology. And speaking about shields, there is another facet here, shield related. So Perseus used the shield that Athena gave him uh, that was very highly reflective. So he used that as his weapon and uh, the tool to slaughter and behead Medusa and he did not have to face her. He used her reflection on his shield. And here we know uh, in the beginning how Medusa was vain in this particular myth, uh, version of the myth, uh, that she was uh, vain uh, with her long uh, hair and uh, her vanity really showed uh, disrespect and inconsideration to the goddess Athena and therefore she was cursed. So how how ironic was in this story that uh, the mirror of her vanity was the weapon that uh, was uh, her destruction. And at the very very end of this uh, mythology, this myth, modern day myth is uh, Everybody has their own perceptions, their own interpretations, their own visions, their own stories that they believe in, uh, the, their own characters that they identify with. I identify with uh, the more dignified version of uh, um, Medusa, the, the woman, uh, the, the person, that, uh, the entity that uh, went through all this ugliness, uh, whether they were voluntary or involuntary. And like a heroine, a modern-day heroine, went and paid the price and uh, turned everything around and eventually she was rewarded. And also, uh, the way I see the man, to be uh, more noble uh, in character and more heroic and act uh, with dignity and respect towards women and definitely not abuse women because this is a very low type of behavior and it's not rewarded. Uh, if anything, it is uh, very much punished and it has always been punished because at the end of the day, like I said uh, earlier, there is the law of karma and, uh, and no one will uh, go unpunished. <laughs> 